Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and I'm so happy you're here. If you're new, welcome. Let's Thrive is a place for open and honest and expanding conversations on a whole plethora of topics. We have some fun ones, we have recovery, we have spirituality, occasional business, lifestyle, story, you name it, we probably have it. Uh, Today's episode is especially one of those special ones that goes into the realm of spirituality and just really expanding the mind, your thoughts, and maybe beliefs at the end of the day about what it means to live this human existence, I guess. It's with a beautiful soul, Holly, and she is a Reiki and just energetic spirit, psychic, master, all-in-one. It's a very open and fun, actually, like, interesting conversation. I've done Reiki quite a few times in my life, eh, maybe like four, <laughs> and each time has been different. Each time I went into it without any expectations and wound up having an experience that was unlike anything else. And so I, I do believe in the power of energetics, um, and I'll let this kind of interview conversation educate you on what exactly that means and the many different types and ways and views that this can show up in life and I think whether you're spiritual or not it never hurts to know yourself on a deeper level and at the end of the day like that's what Holly and this type of work is doing it's fusing energy with intuition and just really tapping into this greater power outside of ourselves like on a deeper energetic level and I just think it's a really neat conversation for self-discoveries and limiting beliefs and personal growth Um, we're all going through something we're all like evolving and learning and growing every day and the work holly does is just another way to tap into that and to really go through it so in this episode we do discuss my reiki experience with holly which was pretty fun and interesting you'll hear a little inside scoop with that Uh, how energy works overall in the body so understanding like the body systems of it the power of intuition and her own journey, her own experience, and overall as a collective, uh, Holly's first energy healing and how that really shifted her entire perspective about this, and just embracing the unknown with hope. And I think that last part is something that a lot of us could really use some support in. So hopefully that interests you, and if nothing else, you'll get to hear about my (laughs) Reiki experience, and I always think it's so neat to hear what people go through in these sort of like energetic experiences, so definitely check that out. Um, But yeah, overall, it's just, it's interesting. I have been wanting to do another Reiki session soon, actually, and I'd be curious if any of you have done Reiki or some sort of energy reading, healing in the past, like let's connect on Instagram. (laughs) I don't know, just most of my friends here in Austin or most, I'd say zero people in my life have hardly ever done Reiki. And so I haven't had really anybody to talk to about it. It's, and it's different. Like when you've experienced it before you, it just makes a lot more sense. And so I'm still waiting to find that person to have a conversation with. Um, so if that's you hit me up on Instagram and we can we can definitely chat about that. But otherwise, yeah, just think it's a neat one. So I'll keep this intro short because it is a more in-depth episode. But let us know your thoughts. Both of us would love to connect. We would love to chat and just hear your thoughts and experiences of your own. Holly is on Instagram at underscore Holly Laurel. 
I'll have that linked below. And I'm on there at Emily Feigels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. And with that being said, if this episode does resonate, support, get you thinking, whichever way, or you just like it, a little thing you can do that means so, so much is either leave a rate and review on Apple Podcast, which helps a lot as I try to get more and more guests on the show and expand it, or just share it on your own Instagram and get the word out there, share it with a friend, share it with a loved one. The more the show grows, the more and more phenomenal guests I can get on and the more opportunities and experiences we can all have as a community. So let's keep the ball rolling. And I do appreciate you all even just for listening. So never forget that. Now, without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Holly. How are you doing since uh, our mini Reiki reading? It's been crazy. Like I, there's just been like a lot of things I was like transitioning through in the past month, you know, and last two weeks in particular. And yeah, like the moment, right, like right after our session, there was like a lot to process, you know, but it gave me a lot of like little things and right? Like going into it, I had zero like expectations. I've done Reiki before. As I told you, I had an instance that wasn't really anything. And then I had three others that were all very powerful in their own unique ways. And so with you, I was just like, we'll see what comes up. And it was just surreal. Like even the way that the music played a part and I don't know how you do like your music and how you curate it with Spotify. I don't know if it's random, if it's selected, you can answer that in just like a moment, but the songs were rather sporadic random I'd say and yet they like resonated in ways that like I I guess I'll like I'll give an example right like part of what I was processing going through was this recent kind of like breakup I had Mm. but he and I are still connected he still wants Mm. to be friends he's like we're still in each other's lives and I've been really struggling with that to just like let go of either like we're just friends or let go as in like I don't know if I can have you in my life, blah, blah, blah. And the ones at the one moment, like I was in this deep emotional process, like just feeling so many deep emotions in like a physical, emotional way. Like it's like, I could feel the energy almost like a wave, just like fluctuating between like my heart and my solar plexus, mm. which you then said afterwards is where you were like mm. kind of focusing working. Mm. I didn't know that at the time though. So, you know, I <laughs> wasn't thinking that. Yeah. And then I was having all these like, crazy like thoughts and images and everything like including kind of like him in the way I was feeling and then all of a sudden like the song switched to the one Lumineer song and the one phrase is something about like um letting go and like she went off to China and it's like a very random like it's a very random part but part of this entire thing with this guy is that he might be going to China in like a year year and a half and it's like we don't want to start anything and fall harder for each other if he's moving. And I'm just like, it was just so (laughs) random. And like, I wasn't even taking in all of the song. And then that little bit like jumped out at me and I was just like, wow. And that was just one example. But yeah, so I, since our session last week, like I have just been slowly almost like remembering things that happened and like little, almost like little clues, like little intuitive hits that I think I've been getting but I've just been kind of choosing to ignore mm-hmm. or wasn't too sure if I, if that was what it was intuition yeah. or just like overthinking. And so, yeah, it's been really neat in like the past few days to really unravel a few tidbits from that session. But yeah, I'm just 
Yeah. So that was just phenomenal. And we can kind of like roll right into the episode here. But yeah, I mean, if you have like any thoughts on that, otherwise, like, I'd love to hear that bit about like the music. Like, I don't know if it is completely random or not, but it was just funny how in some of the other songs had odd, you know, aligned moments as well. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And I, that's what I love about Reiki is, you know, as a practitioner, we're, you know, we're receiving and we're working on your energy and we're feeling into what you need, but it's almost like this kind of like dual experience of healing because as the healee, you're, you're receiving, but you're going on your own journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, I'm kind of receiving intuitive hits, I'm delivering them, I'm working through your energy, I'm balancing things, I'm, I'm giving you kind of like some clarity and some tools for how you can kind of continue the healing after. But at the same time, you're if you're open, right, because it's not that's not everyone's experience. It's definitely a lot of people's experiences in my sessions. But if you're open to receiving, and you're really connected, like, so much will come through for you as well. And that's what I, my music choices are specific. Um, I kind of, I love to lean into music as a way to help kind of get you into that journey and take you on a journey on your own. Um, I, they're specific, but intuitive. So I have a bunch of different playlists that are like my Reiki playlists and there are certain songs that you'll you'll find throughout most of them and then some new songs but they're meant to really all of them have been curated very intuitively in a way that takes the Healy on a journey Mm -hmm. and you kind of ease into it and then it kind of like builds and then it brings you back down and for each client that I'm working with, I don't pick the playlist until like a second before we get into it. Mm-hmm. Like we'll have a conversation and I'll kind of like go and I'll be like, I'll kind of ask for guidance. Like what, what's the playlist that this person needs to, needs to hear, needs to kind of like embody in this moment. And I'll intuitively just go for it. So I don't even remember which playlist I used for you, but yeah. it's always like, okay, this is the one for Emily. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I thought. I was like, even if she has selected this, like I told you nothing about, like, I told you a few things about what I was like experiencing in a broad sense beforehand of like, yeah. I'm just feeling like a little bit, like I've like lost a bit of my power. Like I just need to, I want to like step back into it. You know, I'm a little confused on a few things. Like I was very vague specifically because that's how I gauge, you know, like yeah. the, the, the session and the experience. And even afterwards, and we were like debriefing everything, I still kept it rather vague because for me too, it was like, I don't want to overspeak on something that I don't know fully what it was. Yeah. And so that's what like, it's just, it's funny how those things work, right? Like something mm-hmm. new I needed to hear. And like I said, that was only one of like two or three songs that had something very particular to yeah. me. And so whatever it was just really new and channeled through you that like, that's what I needed. And what you were saying about that journey, right? Like almost like the build up, and then like that, like the crescendo and then like you're going down again. Like it's, that was how it very much so felt. And it, I think that allowed me to move through rather than get stuck, right? Like I, I have had healing experiences before or some sort of, you know, energetic experience before where I don't think it's quite 
it doesn't flow in that manner. And mm. what can happen is that it, it brings up, it brings up, it brings up, you're in the thick of it. And then like, there's not a proper wind down or a proper yeah. relief, like release from it. And then it can be very easy to get stuck in that mindset or yeah. that experience or that bubble. And I mean, I've even had that with therapy sessions with like journaling sessions, like for everything you work through and everything you dive into, there also has to be like you coming up for air again, and you like coming down the other side. And so that's what like, I, I think that was like a beautiful part of it too, that I just really like resonated with as well. I'm so glad. And I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. And that's why I am so intentional about kind of like the process and the journey. And it's also why, I mean, partly why it's a Reiki reading and we spend just as much time in the energetic healing part as we do in kind of like the intuitive reading part. Partly it's because I'm intuitive, I'm, I'm psychic, I'm receiving a ton of messages and it doesn't feel like a complete session to me to kind of hold back what I'm receiving for you. But also I think it's so important to have that time after to have a conversation. Like that's part of the continued processing and also the kind of like grounding and bringing you back down. I've had so many sessions with people where I walk out and I'm like, I feel like I I'm in the clouds. Yes. Like I can't, I can't get in my car and drive right now, or I can't, you know, I need to like sit and kind of process this or I can't tell you how many therapy sessions I've had where the therapist like gets me to this breaking point and I'm sobbing and then they're like, well, time's up. Yeah. See you next week. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm so raw and emotional and in tears and now I have to go to work. What's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> no, so that, it, that is true. It's so important. It's so important to, to have that kind of to balance. You know, you want to bring the client to a point of of breakthrough and release, but then you have to ease them back into grounding into reality, right? And you can still process after, but like, it's important to just come down from it. A hundred percent. Cause it's a very, it can be, you're, you're in your body and you're experience, you can't experience, at least for me, I've experienced like the body, like physical experiences in it, but so much of it is in like that mind spirit, like heart place that, yeah, I mean, even when we were talking afterwards, it wasn't until probably the last five minutes that I actually felt like I was out of la la land in my mind, you know, like yes. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, wait, what? like I was fully taking in what you were even saying because it was like, yeah. I wasn't caught in that in between of like the world of like the energetic and then the world yes. of like the physical and the here and the now. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I'm just curious, like, you know, we're talking about the Reiki and your intuitive gifts and how you combine the two, but how did you get started in this? Like, was it, I'm just curious to hear like, whether you want to go back to the beginning or if there was a certain time, whatever it was just that when you like knew or started to have the inkling of like, this is something I'm into. This is what I'm meant to do. (laughs) Yeah. Great question. So I, I've always been really intuitive. Like as Mm -hmm. a kid, I was really intuitive and I grew up in a really interesting household where my parents had like very successful corporate careers, um, but they were also self-employed. So I kind of, it was this nice, um, they had this flexibility to work from home, but then they would like go off and travel and, but then they would kind of moon, they were like secret hippies. (laughs) Like they were, they were working these corporate careers and, and I lived in like, you know, the suburbs of New York City. 
And um, on the weekends, like my parents would take us to, you know, a full moon circle or like my mom's women's group. My grandmother, um, a lot of it, I think, stemmed from my grandmother who had like a new new age shop where we would go on the weekends and pick out crystals and there would be tarot card readers. And this was like in the 80s and 90s, you know, like it wasn't really a thing. So I was exposed to, you know, all of this like alternative holistic healing. Um, But there was also a narrative, I think, around you can't make money doing that. You know, these are the things we're interested in, but we're, we, we have to make money doing the corporate job and kind of putting on our suits and putting on our masks almost. Um, so I was super interested in it and I just kind of dabbled in the spiritual closet and I ended up after college working in advertising and I worked in advertising for about a decade and at first I was super happy. It was super exciting. It was like, you know, a lot of young people, it was creative, but it was also business. And I was living in the city and it was amazing. And then I kind of hit a point where I realized, wait a second, this isn't what I want to be doing. This isn't fulfilling. And I resisted that for a couple of years. And through that resistance, um, I started getting kind of sick. My Mm -hmm. body really started to communicate to me because I wasn't really listening to my intuition. I was resisting it. And I just became so burnt out. I developed an autoimmune disease. um, And I was just exhausted and miserable and still resistant. (laughs) But I, I hit a point where I was like, okay, my, my body isn't working. And I kind of kicked off my own healing, um, healing journey, if you will. And I first I went through, you know, the traditional medical allopathic path. I also dabbled in like holistic medicine, because that was like my background, my childhood growing up. And when all of the the combination of the two of, of medicine wasn't working. I hit a point where I was like, okay, this, there's something deeper going on. There's something energetic going on. There's something probably spiritual going on. And like, what am I not looking at? Um, so I started working with a coach and like different practitioners and I discovered Reiki. And at first I, it was just like, I was going to a really beautiful practitioner and receiving sessions. And my intentions were for you know, my own healing physically and spiritually. But I also knew, I was very clear at that point that my bot, so much of what my body was trying to communicate to me was this disconnect of being off path and working in a field and a role that was just out of alignment with my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I had this one session, we're going to get a little out there, but I had this one Reiki. It. Okay, great. I had this um, one Reiki session with my beautiful Reiki practitioner, a friend of mine. And um, the whole, the sessions prior were very powerful. And I, you know, I had grandparent, my grandparents who had passed appeared to me in different sessions and lots of stuff going on in my body. And this session was very different. This session was my spirit guide who I had kind of made contact with and met um, because 
part of this healing journey, I really started to kind of dabble more into intuition, developing my intuition, um, more of the spiritual side of things. So I, I met my spirit guide and she appeared to me in the whole session. She just kept repeating to me, your purpose in life is to heal people. You're here to be a healer. You're like for like an hour. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And I walked away from that kind of laughing because I think I know a part of me has always known that, you know, I've always been the friend that everyone goes to for advice, for help, for support, even my role in the corporate world was a bit of a, a healer and a connector and a guide for the teams that I was working with. Um, and so I knew that, but I had all this resistance because of the narratives in my childhood around, you can't make any money doing that. You mm-hmm. can't, that's not a real career. It's not serious. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's figure this out. So I, uh, went and I did my level one Reiki training. And after that, that really kind of opened up the floodgates to my intuition. I was already starting to connect, but after that, it was just like, okay, there's no going back. (laughs) Like, I was like, okay, I guess I am intuitive. I guess I am psychic. Um, But I was still very much in the spiritual closet and I was still working my corporate career. Um, And then I got my level two training and I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. And I saved up a bunch of money. I kind of still kept it very hidden. And a series of events happened very beautifully where I was, I gave myself six months to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. I was going to quit my job in six months. I was going to move somewhere with the beach. I had no idea where. Um, And take a little bit of time off, but really start to explore what it meant to be a healer. And like, a week after I decided that, my friend was like, hey, I'm getting married in Bali in September, which was the exact six-month mark. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm moving to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> there's a beach. There's somewhere I'm going in six months. Perfect. Um, landed in Bali and didn't I, – I, there was still a lot of more self-healing that I had to do. Um, but I started practicing – like doing some more sessions on friends and the first session that I had with like a paying client, I remember going into it and I was so nervous. I was like, is this going to work? What is this going to look like? And I was just kind of at that point, I was still, I, I was still kind of second guessing my intuition at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first session I had, I was like, okay, well, it'll just be an hour. I did about like, 45 minutes of Reiki and then we ended up I I was like her grandmother was showing up and you know her spirit baby and all of the like just flooded with messages and that's kind of how Reiki, Reiki readings were born um and that was when I really was like okay this is my purpose this is what I'm here to do and I went for it and that was that <laughs> So that's my, sorry, I just went on for a, a No, a bit, that's, but. that's the story we wanted to hear. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. Right. And what I always tell people is that like, so often we like downplay, not, you know, some of us don't, but we like downplay like the full story, but in reality, like the little moments that you probably weren't even thinking of as like the big parts of your story, like those are the ones that resonate, like, right. Yeah. Like most of people. And it's just another example, right? Like part of your journey and experience was that you had this 
prior, like just thought process around what it meant to be spiritual and what it meant to put yourself out there and do that as work. And like you sharing your experience, moving through that and making it into what it is today. Like the whole reason we're sitting, standing, sitting here, having this conversation (laughs) is because like you experienced that and you worked through it and now you're here. And like, that's just such like good inspiration and empowerment to anyone else feeling that way in any aspect of their life. But um, no, but like, regardless, it's just like phenomenal. And that feeling, I don't know, like, what did it feel like to finally accept that you are a healer and that you are intuitive? Like, just what was that feeling of just, I can imagine, you know, like almost letting go of a past identity and embracing a new one. I don't know. I don't want to like label it for you, but I'm just curious to see how that felt for you. I think when I finally really like accepted it and leaned into it, it, it was almost this feeling of coming home. Mm. Like it was really like, I was so clear on, yeah, this is what I meant to do. This is my purpose. And also a sense, a sense of relief because for so long I had been, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? I know I want to help people. How can I help people working in advertising, working, you know, like, um, what does this look like? And when I really leaned into it, I was like, oh, here I am. Okay. This is it. This feels right. This is so in alignment. And when I stopped resisting it too, I think that's when things started to flow so much more, not just in my work with clients, but in my business. Mm. And I really let go of all of those limiting beliefs because I was like, this feels so right. Um, It opened up a whole new, I think, you know, window of possibility for me. I love Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of this morning. I was listening to an almost 30 podcast episode and they were saying how oftentimes there can be such as like contradictory thinking of like, people saying like, go with the flow, like be open and like everything will flow to you. And then other people being like, no hustle, work for it, you know, action. They're like, in reality, it's just like such a touch and go of like both. Like you've got to utilize both aspects of it, just like with everything in life, it's the in-between, not the black and white, not the extremes. And like, as I was listening to your story, I was thinking like, this is such a beautiful example of that. Like there are these moments of flow, right? And just when you let go and you let things happen as they're meant to be, like you're just putting it up to like, this greater trust. And then in the meantime, though, you are still taking action and you are like taking the initiative of saving up money, you know, of thinking of like, where will I move when this happens? Like, it's just, I think that's so important. And whenever I have these more like spiritual, like conversations that to some people can seem like a little bit out there to like, you know, whatever, I'm always like, yeah, but there's like, there can still be like all the aspects of like, work and strategy and implementation and action. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's your story to me just gave me like a really good example of that. I don't know that flow between, you know, both sides of it, I suppose. Action and kind of like receiving and flow. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting that you, I love what you were saying about, well, okay, sorry. I would say part of my resistance to stepping into this work and stepping into like wellness and Mm -hmm. healing and even, you know, like being a spiritual teacher um, was part of it was the kind of 
money and, and the blocks around money and, and abundance and limiting beliefs around that. But part of it was because I did grow up in this space, I saw so many people who, well, I grew up in it and also in Bali. I mean, so many people in this world who are so very ego driven mm-hmm. and also very much completely ungrounded, you know, like they live very much in their upper chakras. They're, they're kind of like, you would say they live in the clouds. Like they're not always um, connected to, you know, as humans living on this planet in these bodies, there are certain realities, right. That we Mm -hmm. have to, um, to face, to work with, to be grounded in. Mm -hmm. And so I struggled a lot with, um, I think a lot of people in the spiritual world and the wellness world who felt a little bit spiritual bypassy, a little bit like not really totally living in the real world. And I'm very, you know, I'm very grounded and I'm very practical, but I'm also just as equally like connected and I can be in flow. But I think for me, it's so important to find the balance in both um, in my work and make sure that the clients I work with are also really like grounded, mm-hmm. <laughs> in both like being grounded in the real world and like the realities that they need to kind of address and work through, but also finding ways to like connect and expand their spirituality, their view of what's possible for themselves, their way of connecting with, you know, their higher selves or whatever, whoever they want to connect with. Um, yeah, that's something that's really important to me. Oh, I love that. And the way you explained it, that was, it's actually funny. The, about a week ago, I met with someone down here, you know, we, we sort of follow each other on social media and we decided to meet for the first time, like here in Austin. And I'm always like, I don't know. I'm just like aware of like, I could meet somebody, you know, in this wellness space and they could be very like up in the clouds, spiritual Mm -hmm. bypass, or they might be like completely like very, very grounded, practical. And like, they don't want to hear me talk about, you know, and if like the more fun, like connecting higher stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was phenomenal because, you know, she and I were kind of testing the waters. Like we bring up like a topic, sort of Uh say a few things on it. And then the other one would like latch onto it and run with it. And we kept doing that until by the end, we were just like laughing. We're like, this is hilarious. Like I've struggled so hard to find that sort of in between in people. Cause in the wellness community here, like I found a lot of like up in the clouds, a bit too high for me. And the people that are just like, not interested in it at all. And I'm like, where's my in-between fellows? (laughs) And and she was like, I've been thinking the same thing. And so it was very affirming and comforting to find somebody kind of in this like same space as me and seems you. And, um, and yeah, I I just think that's like a neat perspective, something to take into account, especially like, as you said, when you're working with people even. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And then like going back, I, I meant to mention this earlier, but you said that you developed an autoimmune condition and Mm -hmm. I similarly like was doing all these things for health and for life yet still developed um, like chronic conditions, all these health issues. And I tried everything, the typical medical route, the holistic medical route, like all these different avenues, so much money, so much time, so much commitments and none of it, it all helped in little ways, somewhat ways, Mm -hmm. but nothing has helped as much as in the past eight, nine months since when I changed my attempt, I shifted my focus onto the spiritual, mental, emotional, mm-hmm. energetic side. Yeah. And I mean, that's just the basics of like starting therapy 
really like sitting in my emotions, like feeling into my more like energetic spiritual side, like nothing too out there. I haven't done any like Reiki sessions besides what we just did. Like it's, it was simple things that I did, but all I did was shift my focus away from just obsessing over the physical to really looking at like what's happening inside that's preventing me from really healing and feeling better. And so I'm just curious, like, um, I don't know if we really like dived into it, but what was your experience when it did come to you finally, like focusing on that like mental emotional energetic side like did you experience anything with your health with your condition um I'm just curious to hear what your experience was with that that's a great question and I'm so glad to hear that you're like starting to feel better and seeing progress um I was really resistant so the autoimmune disease that I was diagnosed with was Hashimoto's which is a thyroid autoimmune disease and how I figured it out. I I had been feeling not great for, I would say like almost like a year or two. I was really exhausted. I had some, sometimes I had some B12 issues. So I thought it was that I just like a lot of brain fog, like just not my normal self, not feeling driven to like go do things with friends or, you know, wake up early and work out. Like I had been doing for, you know, however many years before. Sometimes I had a lot of Um, trouble getting words out and articulating myself. And I just knew something was off, but I just kept ignoring it, kept ignoring it, kept working, kept chugging along. And then I started gaining weight, like out of nowhere. And I have a very long history of eating disorders and body Mm -hmm. dysmorphia. And I really believe that my body was like, okay, well, she's not paying attention to anything else that's happening that's wrong so I guess we gotta go this route because we know yep. she's gonna pay and when she starts to gain weight and it was like oh so true you know all of my you know all of the things that I used to do if I gained a little bit of weight here and there and and not even like the unhealthy things the like okay I'm just gonna start running more or I'm gonna you know focus more on like vegetables and proteins for a couple of weeks. And that would usually work. Wasn't working. And I just kept gaining weight. And I was like, okay, can't fit into any of my clothes. What is going on? And that's what like kicked off the journey for me. And even mm-hmm. once I got on thyroid medication and I was trying all these like crazy diets, like for thyroid health and for losing weight, you know, that my doctors and my, my holistic doctors were suggesting nothing was working. Um, was when I was like, okay, it's gotta be something else. And it's not a mistake that my, my body, you know, that I gained weight. It's not because you can have Hashimoto's and be underweight, you know, Mm -hmm. like it can, it's a little less common, but, um, and it doesn't always, there are so many people who get diagnosed and they get on medication and they go back to normal and it's great. Um, and you know, a lot of other things regulated for me in terms of the brain fog and the energy, but the weight was still there. So that's what really forced me to kind of continue to dive deeper into what's the energetics? What am I holding on to? Um, and, you know, grateful that I have parents who put me in therapy at a really young age and I had been in therapy for so long. So part of me kind of had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. Like, I know what my issues are. Like, I don't, I've worked through it. Like what else do I need to do? But I, I hit this wall of really realizing like, okay, my body's trying to communicate to me what I'm doing isn't working. I do notice some of these recurring patterns that have been coming up. 
Um, and when I started to dive deeper into the energetics of, okay, thyroid, throat chakra, I was in a very, the year before my Hashimoto's, I was in a really toxic relationship where um, it was very manipulative. I wasn't allowed to like use my voice. I, you know, there were people I couldn't share the, like talk about the relationship with. My voice was very suppressed. Um, you know, all of the body stuff was so connected to, I think, how I saw my body, my eating disorders, like my body dysmorphia, really learning how to release all of those limiting beliefs around my value being tied to my size, my weight, my looks. Um, and look, it's like, I've, I've healed so much. I could go so much deeper, but like when I started to really recognize this, when I started to work on kind of cutting ties with these toxic relationships and friendships and past, you know, boyfriends, when I started to kind of step into my power, when I started to replace these self-limiting beliefs with like positive affirmations and really like standing in my worth. And I think when I recognized what my purpose was and really started working in this space, it shifted even more for me. Um, but that was really when I started to kind of grow and heal and feel not just like myself again, but like better than I ever had. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't easy. It was hard work, right? Um, and there's still stuff that comes up and there's still stuff that I'm working on. Um, and I continue to work on, but that was really huge for me to realize, okay, there are a lot of other things that I've been ignoring and my body is forcing me to really like recognize and work on them and heal them. Um, so, and, and I think for a really long time too, I, I blamed my body and I was mm. mad at my body and I was like, why are you doing this to me? What, what do, what do you need? Like, what do I have to do for you? Like I was kind of like internally like fighting with my body and um, I finally got to a point of like, you know what, my body knows I'm going to trust my body. I still am, you know, probably at this point, 50 pounds heavier than like my normal weight. And if you had told me that like two years ago, even I would have been like so upset and so angry. And, but I'm really at this point of like, okay. I'm going to listen to you. What do you need from me? I'm going to trust that there's a reason why I have this extra weight on my body right now. And I know that it doesn't mean anything about my value, about my worth, about how attractive I am. You know, like I have incredible friendships. I have incredible clients. I have incredible, beautiful relationships. I feel seen and I feel loved and I feel more in my worth and my power than I ever had. And if you had told, you know, past Polly that that would be at this size and this weight, she would have like laughed in your face. <laughs> um, so it's been a really interesting journey, but such an important one about how powerful the body is and how mm -hmm. it really like communicates to us and how we can trust it if we let ourselves. Oh, that makes my heart just so happy to hear it all. Cause I so feel you of just like, the weight we hold energetically 
in our bodies and just with our bodies, right? Whether that's Mm -hmm. frustration, upset, anger, whatever it is of like, body, why are you doing this body? I just want you to be this way, body, body, body. Like it's, it's like, no, like we are even in the hardest moments of realizing it, like we are all like blessed to have a body that hopefully works in all the ways it's supposed to. And even if it doesn't, it's giving us life in one form or another. And like, I say this after going through the past week of horrible body image, right? Like I know this isn't a, this isn't just like flip a light switch and you're there. Like it is something I'm actively working towards and I'm always open about that. But I think you can also, you can know these truths. You can know that like, this is what's possible if I do trust and let my body be like, we can know that those are possibilities and we can still struggle. But I think that what, what's beautiful is that like with enough time of knowing and enough time of raising this self-awareness, like it will hopefully eventually start to settle into our mind. And then our body of, like you said, like, I can trust that this is happening for a reason. You know, I can like, right. Like what, this is what so much of this conversation is about trust and like mind, body, spirit, and what we're meant to do and like what, who we're supposed to be while also like still taking the steps towards that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would just love to hear like in regards to Reiki and then also like your past with all of this, like has the practice of Reiki helped you in any way with getting more like grounded, settled, comfortable with your body? I just know for me, like it's after the experience of Reiki, I, I do feel right. Like I'm in my head for a bit, but then as you said, like you come down and I always do feel very grounded afterwards because it feels like I've either worked through or released or just experienced something that was sort of creating like a block in me. Right. And yeah. so I'm just curious, like how this practice, whether by you receiving it or you applying it, has that had any impact on this like body image, mm-hmm. body trust journey? Mm-hmm. Um, that's such a beautiful question. I think absolutely. Like, first of all, just opening myself up in the beginning to receiving Reiki, to let someone put their hands on my belly, you know, on parts of my body that like, I don't want anyone to touch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I did have this, I think that's why I was so attracted to Reiki because my experience of receiving it was so both, you know, it like completely opened my, my mind to receive like a ton of messages that I didn't think were possible, but also got me so viscerally and physically in my body and made me realize like, okay, like really we're just energy, you know, mm-hmm. like our bodies are beautiful and we have to respect them and we have to have so much gratitude for them. But we also have to know that like, this is really just like a skin suit that my soul is in for like this lifetime, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's going to change and it's going to look different throughout my entire life. And right now I'm just going through a period of like it expanding a little bit because that's what it needs to do. And knowing that you know, because we are energy and because our bodies are made up of energy, like as much as it may expand and shift in one way, it can expand and shift in a different way. And just feeling so much more, I think Reiki has allowed me to um, understand so much more about the physical body, all of the bodies that we have, physical, emotional, spiritual, energetic. 
and know that um, nothing is permanent. This is all temporary. And that it's more about um, having gratitude for, for the different bodies and understanding how they work together and just learning how to listen and trust. But I would also say that like, that's a choice, right? That's a, mm -hmm. it's, that's a, you know, kind of intuitive flow, you know, being in receptive mode of listening and trusting, but it's also taking the action every day of making that active choice to trust. Cause just like you were saying earlier, I still have bad days where I'll like catch a glimpse of myself from a certain angle in the mirror and be like, Oh shit. Or like, be like, oh, I, I, sometimes I'm like, I don't recognize myself because I have yeah. this view of myself in my head, right? And I still, you know, I had body dysmorphia for almost 30 years. So there's still probably some of that in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, now I don't fully let myself lean into that negative thinking and spiral. Now I kind of like catch myself and how can I, how can I flip that? You know, what's the affirmation that I need to hear? Um, maybe I avoid mirrors for a couple of days and that's okay. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If it means really like creating the foundation to kind of like rewire your brain in the right way to give yourself, you know, the space to come from like the positive instead of going down that negative spiral. And I would say Reiki has been a part of all of this because it taught me so much about mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm yeah. forever grateful to Reiki. I love that. No, and what you said there about like, it's every day, like making that choice, like taking that action step and that can apply to body image, like disordered eating, recovery, health struggles, career, like so many life transitions. Like there's a lot that can feel out of control and that lack, that feeling of lack of control can lead us to a lot of tendencies that aren't always, you know, like the most beneficial to self. But I always remind myself, like I, the one thing I do have control of is like how I react and respond and the choices I make in response to that, yeah. right? Like I can't control how my body image is going to look that day. But as you said, I can choose how I'm going to move forward. I can either revert to past behaviors that never get me anywhere, mm -hmm. or I can choose like what can feel like sometimes a harder path in the moment. And hopefully one day, like that choice will be much easier to make. It'll be my default. So yeah. I, I love what you said there. And, you know, this has just been such a beautiful conversation on not only Reiki and intuition, but the energy, like, like as you said, all the bodies that we inhabit within yeah. this body. And with all of that said, if anyone is interested in the experience of Reiki and just into intuition, you know, whether that's with you or with another practitioner or just reading about it, right? Like just entering like this realm and like learning about it, like is there any like bit of advice or just something you'd give them that maybe like came up for you in the beginning or just helped you to truly like let yourself embrace it almost, you know, like let yourself let it into your life almost. Yeah. I would say two things. First is really um, let your intuition guide you. Hmm. Like if you are curious about Reiki, where, where are you being kind of drawn to or guided to in terms of the practitioner to work with because for me I think you know I actually went through I tried two different people before I found the practitioner that I was working with when I first started receiving Reiki regularly um, 
And I think I kind of intuitively knew that those first two practitioners weren't quite right. So the more you can lean into your intuition and like if you feel a strong pull to working with someone, listen to that, trust that, follow your gut. Um, and the second is to just be open. You know, the more you are open to receiving, to trusting what needs to come through for you is going to come through for you. The more open you are, the, the better, the deeper, the stronger the session and the healing will be. I love that. No, that's, yeah. I love that part, especially about um, that intuitive pull. Like I, that's how I first, right? Like I heard it on a podcast Yeah. and then the opportunity arose that I could give it a go. I was skeptical, but I went for it. And that just, that just changed everything for me. So I, I really love that. And that applies once more for so many aspects of life. Oh yeah. Um, if people want to learn more specifically about the work you do or just, you know, what it is you offer and more about what you're talking about and sharing and everything, where can they find you? Where can they connect? This is, this conversation has just made my heart so happy. And I'm sure many others are feeling like that connection, <laughs> that interest, that pull. So I want them to be able to find you in whatever ways possible. <laughs> yes. So I would say the two best ways are on my Instagram at Holly Sleuth or my website, hollysleuth.com. So I share, I share about my offerings, but I also share a lot of kind of like in like spiritual guidance, intuitive guidance, um, a lot of my own story on Instagram. And you can go check out all of my offerings and ways to work with me and kind of read about more about my story on my website as well. Perfect. And I'm super excited to connect with many of you hopefully yes <laughs> oh that makes me happy thank you so much thank you so much for having me Emily.